0: Welcome to the Church Planner Talks podcast, a resource made for church planters by church planters. Everything from practical helps to philosophical discussion, the Church Planner Talks podcast starts right now. This is part two of our Outreach Talk. If you have not yet listened to part one, you can find that episode preceding this one on iTunes, SoundCloud, or on our website, talks.com. We had to break up this episode into two parts because we went so long talking about this topic of outreach. So without further ado, here's part two of Outreach. We pick up talking about methods of outreach. Well, for a church planter who's out there uh, just hitting the pavement, going out, knocking on doors week in and week out, kind of using traditional outreach—I guess we could call it that—the door knocking, even maybe even bus ministry, uh, some of those traditional outreach methods—they're getting frustrated, they're getting discouraged because they're not seeing results. And and I know you mentioned for the Preston that. Kind of focus too much on the results-oriented side of things, but really, when you add human emotion to it, mm-hmm. I mean, really, we're we're investing so much time out there. We're going out, we're doing the work, and we're not seeing fruit for the labor. And we we sometimes can think, well, is it is it me or is it? Mm-hmm. And there's there's much to say about the spiritual aspect of it. If you're not praying before you go out, if you're not spending time in God's Word, you're not spending time um, just on the spiritual side of things, obviously, you're putting human effort towards a God thing. And you're not going to see the results that you want to see there uh, in that way. But really, we've got to address even that, that frustration that comes with not seeing results. And I think that frustration can sometimes stem from the exclusive use of traditional methods. So, one guy could say, well, door knocking doesn't work for me, so he gets frustrated and quits door knocking altogether. Well, what are you replacing with that? And I, I don't think – I've never really met anybody who's given it up altogether. That's just one of those extreme, mm-hmm. uh, extreme things. But what are some of the more – let's think outside the box here for a minute – some of the more modern, maybe more creative ways beyond door knocking, beyond the traditional ways of outreach that – can be done we can even talk about technology here as well
1: well brother rosler you were you already kind of were talking about where you set up a booth at certain different events and i think that's been that's been good for us we haven't uh Trying to think if we have anybody in our church as a result of that, probably not, but it definitely gets some name recognition out there and you're meeting people, you're having those conversations. And we've done that at the, at the fair and I see it being way more effective now where, where our church is located downtown. And so we have two parades a year and the parade comes right to the church. Mm-hmm. And so last July we set up a table, a booth if you will, literally on our front doorstep and hundreds and hundreds of people came by and we're just giving away free waters um, invitations to vbs for the the week right after that and it it was awesome uh, because not only are they seeing us uh, relating to a community event but you can just point at the building and say it's right here we're we're right here downtown they're they're making that connection immediately that's been pretty neat Um, next next summer I'm hoping we can actually be in the parade and have a float of some sort because you can you can go up and down the sides of the parade passing out candy or pens or invitations or whatever you want uh, all along the parade route so uh, we're gonna do that and then we have a Christmas parade and it's always Freezing outside i it's it's unbelievable but we do this right after thanksgiving it's called the the night we light parade and it's when they turn on all the christmas lights in downtown bemidji and uh, so next uh next year for the winter parade we're just gonna we're gonna open up the church foyer and we're gonna have cookies and cocoa and invite people in out of the cold co- you know go watch the parade then come in for cocoa you know uh, awesome. i
2: I think it's neat to be able to do that. And one of the blessings you have is you have some serious visibility yes. uh, in your location. Yes. And um, I'm not jealous or better over that, but pray for me. <laughs> um, but there, so I would categorize it in two different ways. One, there is outreach purely for the process of getting our name out there. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, you know, anything is available you know, within within reason, you know, I'm, I'm not promoting our friend day on Hooters sign, but, uh, beyond, beyond that, you know,
0: (laughs) Facebook promotion is, am I not allowed to say that? You're just giving me a lot of editing work. Is all you're doing. Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving it. I'm it's leaving it's it. Face, you, said you know,
2: Facebook. <laughs> uh, whether it's we go Christmas caroling, yeah. you know, um, uh, signs you're just standing on the side of the uh, of the. Uh, uh, of the road and passing out water bottles we had some of our young men go up to uh, a laundromat and you know pay for people's laundry and for just the chance to witness to them uh, mm-hmm. so you have one side that's just getting the name out there and uh, and then the other is uh, for a church planner i think you have to look to meet a need mm-hmm. what you know, what need can I, yes, it'd be nice if they all came because you were such an awesome preacher. Right. And it didn't, most of us church planners think as soon as we opened the doors, you know, that they would all come and listen to us preach, you know, and, and then reality set in Yep. even our wife complained about coming to church <laughs> um, but you you got to meet you have to meet a need yeah and for us one of the most effective outreaches that we use is the substance abuse outreach and for a church planner uh, I, I, I don't know all the ins and all, all I know is some programs are expensive for a church planner to use hmm you know and you have materials and books and it's just expensive sometimes you have a front cost so you know we have um uh we have a man in our church brother Paul Hawk who wrote uh, a substance abuse programs called free indeed and it costs the church planner nothing and uh you know and so you immediately go out there and you meet a need, and we started doing those on Friday night, and that opened so many doors of other contacts, Mm -hmm. you know, where now, and then then you say, uh, I'm willing to be your pastor. I mean, they're not members of the church yet, but I'm willing to be your pastor. If you're in the hospital, if your friend's in the hospital, if your cousin, you know, has a need, you know, let me know. I'll try to be there for you. And you might have to make some decisions. You know, I'm not marrying everybody. And, and uh, though I'll probably bury anybody, I'm not marrying anybody, <laughs> everybody. Um, but you have to try to meet a need. And that, that was a blessing because they... Started coming, mm-hmm. uh, and then they were started getting saved. And then they started coming to church, yeah. and not all of them. And to be honest, a lot of them came temporarily and then left, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Get used to it. It's going to happen a lot. And um, so that was one of them. And the other thing is, is um, I had to try to figure out um, how can we use the building? How can we temporary? Look, it didn't matter. Temporary permanent location doesn't matter um to to engage the community mm. and what i came yeah. up with is the building is not only a place for us to have church it's also a place for our members the folks coming mm. to our church where they can engage the community mm. so we had one of our church members is a businessman so he hosted a chamber of commerce meeting at the church uh, we had another one that was a Dave Ramsey uh, teacher. Yep. So he hosted a Dave Ramsey class at the church. Another one that was a music teacher hosted a recital uh, at the church. You know, uh, financial seminars. Now, for us, I had to figure out a philosophy that I didn't have to worry about a bunch of stuff. It's our people in uh, coming to our church, yeah. using our building as a means to interact with the computer community. Now, it doesn't mean we're necessarily promoting it as a church activity, you know, and uh, we have a lot of senior citizens here. So we did a what we call the senior symposium. And I brought in some health professionals and I brought in some financial professionals and a physical therapist and invited the community and mm-hmm. basically turned it over to those professionals and said, help, because I wanted the... Uh, you know the older generation to know that we care about them and uh, we did a uh, an ESL class English as a second language class Mm -hmm. uh, for Spanish-speaking people Uh, because we say this this is what we say to youth pastors those teenagers won't care what you know until they know that you care right yeah but then we don't think that that's also necessary for the community right You know, and uh, we also started a chaplain program for the for the sheriff's office. There, there are so many ways that you can engage. I I went to political meetings Mm -hmm. and uh, became became a a a representative of a political party. Um, You know, and uh, the communist party is not very effective here, but you know, I was a part of it nonetheless.
0: I'm surprised you didn't plug comics <laughs> manifesto but for your book.
1: It help. Yeah. It helps. Uh, Next week. <laughs> you know, anything you can do to to get people in the door, even if you're, and, you, and we shouldn't feel like we have to be preaching to people every time that they come through those doors. We, you know, obviously that's the goal is to give give them the gospel. But like you say, let's let's build some re- relationships and some rapport. With the people and show them that we care about them, and then we get them in the door, and they real they look around, and they say, "Wow, this isn't a, some kind of cult group. They're they're actually real people, and they really care." And that's that's helpful. And then, like you say, you know, you're getting involved with different things, and and sometimes that's a trap for pastors. Is that <laughs> And maybe maybe so more that love to study, you know, that can just tuck away for hours at a time and study. That you? What are you can, trying to say? Here? I, I don't know. I'm not going to name <laughs> incriminate myself here, but uh, it could be tempting to just stay keep keep your influence uh, within the four walls of the church, and that's yeah. that's not a good outreach philosophy, you know. You, I mean, you're sure you got to feed your people, um, but. You have to be salt and light in the world yeah. and allow, allow that influence to extend beyond. Find some way. And that's not to say you have to do everything either because a church planner can get spread
2: real thin, real sure.
1: fast. But well, find and, something. And Not only
2: that, sometimes I think we're afraid in, in our group and, and it kind of where we come from is that engaging in the community in some way is, is a compromise or are going to a modern method hmm. but if if we believe the doctrine that we believe, and we're not gonna let a, a practice of participating in a Fourth of July parade and making a float for our church mm-hmm. does not deviate my doctrine. And somebody says, Oh, that's a modern method. Uh I bet if you went back to the forties, churches participated in the community a lot more than they do now. Mm-hmm. You know, well the community was different. Oh, you meant unsafe people were nicer then? You know, it was either it was either righteous or unrighteous. And that that specific you know? one about the parade
1: was an idea I actually got from Pastor Wayne Hardy um, in a senior class. We went out to uh, Stillwater Bible Baptist Church, and we were uh, he was just giving some some talks like we were, like we're talking about right now, and showed pictures of them in the parade. And I was expecting some religious float, you know, and it was it was a big OSU float. It was just it
2: had the church name on it, but it was purely for the community. Brother Hoy says, do you feel like sometimes that people are so afraid that pastors, young pastors, are going to compromise that they oversell some of the some of the guidelines and some of the warnings of you know communal outreach of community participation of you know uh, even even just uh, getting involved in in a chaplaincy with the sheriff's office or doing something like a parade they're so afraid mm-hmm. oh man this guy's going to go yeah. left you know and and not only you know participate in a parade he's going to start you know preaching something that's not true because of that <laughs> that they oversell it but it doesn't really you know, yeah. work in the real world.
1: Well, since you're asking, my, my opinion on it is I think a lot of, a lot of folks that have been in it for a long time, through the years, they've been burned by people that did leave, you know, leave, uh, uh, whether it's the Baptist church or, or uh, some aspect of doctrine or whatever, and so they kind of get gun-shy on any any kind of change or any deviation from what they perceive to be the method, um, and say, "Oh, brother, you know, you're on a slippery slope." And I know that yeah. there are slippery slopes, but they're not all they're not all that. Yeah, way. but
2: what do you t- what do you tell the, the 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 potential church member visiting your church, and they say, "The last church I was at." it was a pastor-led church and the pastor was authoritarian he hurt me and so we're thinking perhaps we should go to a deacon-run church wouldn't you tell them listen just because a pastor did wrong in the method doesn't mean the method is wrong yeah and i think we got to take our own counsel sometimes that just because some guy left the fa- he didn't leave the faith or leave the truth of the doctrine because of some superfluous activity right. He left it because his heart wasn't there. Truth wasn't, you know, being put into his heart, and he was in the flesh, mm-hmm. and so he deviated, you know. And, and I, don't, I don't I don't think we we still have to put up things to help keep us accountable, but we're not talking about meddling with morality. Yeah. You know, we're talking about engaging in the community in a way that perhaps hasn't been done before.
0: And the other so pretty thing much that what you're saying is you're giving the liberty for guys to say, "Hey, be creative." Yeah, be, be creative. creative, and don't let people bind you back from being creative in outreach.
1: Well, we are independent Baptists, are we not? And sometimes we forget what that means. <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah. brother! Now you've gone to meddling. <laughs> <laughs> now you've gone to meddling. No, I, I'm going to meddle because it's a that's a that can be a big problem for a church planner, especially if he's maybe a little bit younger, to feel. Um, a, a sense of great pressure by those that maybe previously were his authority, or you know, mm-hmm. he cares what they think about him, or whatever. And I have men like that that I look up to and stuff. But ultimately, now I'm a pastor, and I do not stand accountable to any man. That yeah. and so, if God opens up a door and God makes it clear, I want you to take this church and lead it here. I. As a pastor, I would be I would be very derelict in my duty if I'm con- more concerned about what some pastor somewhere is going to think about me than I would be in following the Holy Spirit's clear direction.
2: <clears throat> That's very true, brother <laughs> That's Good stuff. I just change what I think about you.
0: <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's funny I'm noticing a pattern here I'll ask a question that calls for a practical response like what are some new other methods besides door knocking and Pastor Rossiter always takes it to a philosophical discussion yes <laughs> without yes. hesitation he'll answer a practical answer but then evolve it into this philosophical discussion he's the philosophical guy that's not why we're that we, not that's why we want him, you
1: here though is to uh, to keep yeah. us
0: coming back towards
1: some practical steps that uh,
0: yeah we you always need someone in your life that can challenge you in some areas and mm-hmm. ask the right questions that that put you on on the spot And there have been times being on staff here uh under pastor here that i've been put on the spot and it's made me question my why it really does and it's a profitable thing if you're never asked why then your why can just be non-existent really some people
1: are way too afraid of asking those questions and uh, i think you said it at the beginning if if it's if it's worthy if it's biblical it'll stand up to the scrutiny and just because yeah. somebody is exploring the reasons why, does not mean that they are uh, doubting their faith or or questioning <laughs> what they believe. Yeah. Uh, they're just they're just putting it up to uh, some scrutiny
2: of ultimately, scrutiny. we want Yeah, and ultimately we want to stand together. And in order to stand together, each person has to you know. Uh, to study God's word and, and and go through that process, so he can stand with us, you know, not stand and change, mm-hmm. you know, uh, following us or being drugged by us. And um, I just I just tend to believe that God's word and the Holy Spirit is effective at communicating. And you know, I just have to make sure that I'm listening to Him, as opposed to listening to people on either side, mm-hmm. you know. Because and just to, just to, you know, throw this out there. I got two things one I think it's important you know the church planner has to have a little sense of of being a pioneer and and maybe somebody that pushes boundaries uh, because you got to have that spirit to go out and do what's not being done you know um, but but at at the same time you know you, you also seek counsel and you get those things but you're ultimately responsible Uh, But let me say perhaps to, you know, I I guess I'm the old guy, you know, I think it's important for the older pastor or the established pastor to not be so hasty as to assume that the younger pastor who is being innovative or creative in his outreach is abandoning the faith he may just be questioning why mm-hmm. and if we disregard if we if we say oh i can't i can't have anything to do with that guy because he's doing things different when he's ready to ask somebody else why guess who he's going to ask mm-hmm. he's going to ask the one that's able to love him and able to be with him regardless of that point of his of his practice or position you know I would much rather some of the older pastors who have been there, who have great wisdom, to still be close enough to me that when I'm ready to ask that why, they're still around and haven't abandoned me or feel like I've abandoned them. And so they're gone. Yeah. And so the only person I have left to ask why is the person to the left of me. Hmm. And guess where I'll probably end up? True. You know? to the left and I know that has little to do with outreach but you know it, I think it has a lot to do with outreach in the sense of you know we 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 are sometimes feeling so pressured to to adhere to a method model that really the great pressure should be to adhere a to the scriptures and to a proper motivation You know, I mean, we're talking all this about motivation. The the Apostle Paul had no problem with motivation, (laughs) right? No problem. And to be honest, he used a myriad of methods, but his methods never compromised his message, and his methods were always in coherence and obedience uh, to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, and and I think we just got to be willing willing to be creative. Here, here's what I found too sometimes I disregard a outreach method just because I don't understand it. Or I disregard it because I've never done it. You know, it, it, in, in the playground, the conversation goes, my dad's bigger than your dad. Well, yeah, but my dad can beat up your dad. Well, my dad has a gun. You know, and it's always this sense of who's bigger, who's greater, you know, and why not sit back and say, "Hey, brother, I've not tried that. Uh, let me know how it goes." Yeah, you know. And if there's some some warnings, if there's some things that that can be given, take take for example, you know, uh, we're we're talking outreach method, and so you become part of a uh, community outreach. And, you know, we have one here and all the different businesses and some of the churches set up booths in the the Target parking lot. And, you know, by nature, it's just a community thing. Mm -hmm. Well, there are some potential dangers there. The potential dangers are there are other churches. Are they going to ask you to participate together? Mm -hmm. Is it going to to cross the lines of your principles? Do you want to do it in Target's parking lot? (laughs) What if your six-year-old has to go to the bathroom? You know, there are potential dangers that need to be discussed. But if you just abandoned me as being, you know, a compromiser, then you won't be there to have the discussion with me.
1: And I think it's okay. uh, It needs to be okay as Baptists to be able to say, you know what, I wouldn't be comfortable with that, whatever it might be. And it doesn't have to be that target thing, but you need to be able to say as a pastor, <laughs> "Here's here's my line," and I, I'm just not comfortable with that. I, it would sure. it would violate my conscience, but not judge that other pastor or s- feel like you have to separate from another good man, a good, another good church because their their line is different from where your line is.
2: Yeah, and that that is such a key phrase, brother Hoy said. Line. Sometimes we poorly distinguish what is a line a method line drawn in the sand as opposed to a even a biblical conviction or a doctrine mm-hmm. it's just a line yeah we we probably would that doesn't fit our culture yeah. brother um brother Adam Wilder said this and uh, brother Adam Wilder uh, texted me and said he agrees with everything I say by the way um <laughs> just to throw him (laughs) under the bus there Uh, but he said this a pastor needs to understand the temperament of his church yes and sometimes pastors push churches to do things that is not within their culture not within their temperament Hmm. and then they get frustrated because nobody you know participates and they equate it to a spiritual value or they are unwilling to do something that is within the temperament of the church Hmm. and they're wondering why nobody's enjoying the ministry a pastor has to understand the temperament of the church, and if, and if 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 you don't think that temperament is something that varies, then you probably have not you know been many places. Yeah, temperament does vary quite a bit. It does, and I know that there are
1: tried and true, and we've talked about those. Um, there are principles that transcend any situation. However every church and every situation is utterly unique you can look at 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 independent churches and baptist churches and 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 church plants like snowflakes not liberal snowflakes but uh they they are they are
0: unique for a minute
1: there is there is not another on earth like northwood's baptist church there is not another on earth like cornerstone baptist church and that by necessity will mean the pastor needs to be able to think in unique terms to be able to lead that church.
2: Yeah, and and, and our principles uh, are you know obviously going to find some commonality. Yes, they they should, and most certainly our doctrine is going to find some commonality. But even the method by which we communicate that is going to be different. You know, and 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 culture, even in our outreach, is going to be different. You know, I, I remember going door knocking with a gentleman and he was wearing a a t-shirt that had a confederate flag on it and i said this is not a good idea well it's my right it's my right to do that i i don't care if it is or not okay i care more about the soul behind the door than i do about your right of which t-shirt you wear and uh you know and 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 just just the other day you know in this sometimes we have to deal with certain social things And we should not be afraid to do that, Uh, you know, whether whether it be, you know, racism or, you know, here in the South, you know, we we shouldn't run from it. The church should be in the front of the line saying it is the soul of an individual that has value Mm -hmm. and not the color of their skin. And if a pastor is scared to say that because of the place he's at, Mm then then he has forgotten who's ultimately beholden to. Huh. You know, and I think that that affects also outreach. If the pastor's scared yep. to reach into the community because he's afraid of what another pastor is going to think, then he's forgotten who he's beholden to. Yeah Paul did not say, I was debtor to James. Paul says, "I was debtor under the Gentiles, and ultimately a servant, slave of Jesus Christ." Yes, yeah, and, and that that also
1: goes back to you. You bring up another point that I I was uh, pondering on this topic, and that is when if we um, blend too much, if we, if we get too pragmatic about outreach as a results oriented thing. Um, you can start to pick out what key demographics you want to target because marketing is about targeting Uh, the gospel is not a targeted thing though it's it's broad it is to everyone and so you know uh, uh, I've talked about some of the blessings of being downtown one of the challenges is there's um, there's a high number of homeless people in Bemidji and I don't know why in the world you'd be homeless in a place like Bemidji Minnesota Um, Hmm. I'd rather go to Spring Hill Florida you know if I had to be homeless (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but but they're here and we reach out and we try to help and they come into our church services, and there might be some that would be tempted to say, "Hey, that's not that's not church member material." But we are not, we are it, we are not in the business care. of targeting who the gospel is to go out to. Yeah. It, it needs to James
0: go to two. all, right? In yeah. James chapter two. Yeah,
2: yeah and that's and that's why I think the key word in this whole outreach is and, mm-hmm. and you know, and and let me say this for the church planner, you know. Um, looking for that and to be brought by another person in the church you mentioned the church planner can only do so much the pastor can only do so much mm-hmm. you know and somebody said man wouldn't it be a blessing to to have a ministry to the nursing home that would be an and all yes. right when you're going to start it yes you know because I, I can't do it you know well, we need a ministry to the public school praise the lord and then i need somebody else to do it you know and God will Ephesians chapter 4 God will provide and fit perfectly together
1: yes.
2: you know uh, those if, as every need supplieth and um, and, and be praying uh, and asking the Lord and don't be afraid you know I, I, don't be afraid when somebody says I have an idea for a ministry right now you might have to you might have to tweak it and you're yep. the you're the person that has to put up the guardrails mm-hmm. but don't be afraid don't be afraid if it's something you've never done before you know, because it could be, if nothing else, at least that person's saying they care about the work of the ministry.
1: Yeah, and that's that is a key role of the pastor—not just to do the work of the ministry, but to equip the saints to do the work yeah. of the ministry. Our ladies, uh, ladies group, had a challenge here last month uh, to perform some sort of active service. Um, find somebody that has a need and they were in groups of three or four and they were to band together and identify a need and say let's, let's do this for this person. We just gave them plenty of leash on that and said take ownership and then next time when the ladies get together you get to report on your act of service and, and what it did for you as well as mm-hmm. what it did for that person. And it's been really neat because some of them are picking out uh, a neighbor lady who has a need others said um, let's let's go get uh, a cake and bring it to the police department and tell them how much we love them and appreciate them so totally different directions that they want to go with it but they they are doing
2: the work of outreach just by that can i uh, ask a question that i don't know if it'll fit in this episode but uh, how much oversight do you put into the people who are involved in outreach. Uh, for, for example, the ladies that went to the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. Did you meet ahead of time and make sure that they fulfilled a, some sort of requirement to your thinking of what they should wear? and Or do you care more about the act of service than you do about the peripheral?
1: I in, I involved myself only in knowing what they were Doing, I wanted to make sure, <laughs> like you say, it didn't go off the rails into some bizarre idea. But when I heard what they were doing and that they were having a cake professionally made and all all these things, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't put any further requirements on them. No, no dress requirements or anything.
2: Yeah. So, Br- brother Hoyseth can edit this out later if he if he wants to. Uh, so, somebody comes door knocking. Do what? Do you put any? stipulations
1: requirements I I haven't Um, we've never had a problem (laughs)
2: liberal what what is your (laughs) definition of problem (laughs) listen I'm so excited they want to be involved in the ministry I don't care
1: up north I think they would have
2: less issues (laughs) we
1: we haven't had any problems (laughs) (laughs) remember if it's above above zero
0: you know they can come
2: (laughs) You have too many clothes on. You cannot go out.
0: <laughs> well, guys, we're coming up. We're creeping up on an hour and 20 minutes right here with this episode. So uh, I think a lot of the things we've talked about even later in this episode, we could even repeat for a future episode in in, in a different, I guess, uh, focus. But uh, I think philosophy of ministry has a lot to do with this and building your own philosophy of ministry. And uh, So, guys, in conclusion, I think let's go ahead and put the landing gear out here what advice would you give to the church planner or pastor who might be thinking uh you know i'd love to do more in our area uh and by way of outreach but i've had a hard time coming up with creative ideas i'm just not naturally creative are there resources that you guys would recommend to them No, I okay. am,
1: I cool. am I am that guy. So <laughs>
2: I was gonna say I call Brother Hoiseth. For anything creativity no. uh, oriented, <laughs> I call Brother Hoiseth. And, and I,
1: I guess I would recommend to them find a good podcast like the Church Planner Talks.
0: Uh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially this episode. Now that we're an hour and twenty minutes into it and you um, stopped listening by now. Listen,
2: we can say whatever we want because nobody's gonna make it to the end. That's right. <laughs> nobody's gonna make it all the way to the end. After about
0: forty eight minutes in, it, you have zero listeners left you can say whatever you want <laughs>
2: just just split oh it that's in, hilarious I, I would say this if i could say something quickly don't forget to influ- include your family mm. in outreach yeah. especially as a church planner don't forget to include your family it'd be better to do it slower more methodical and even less infe- effective mm-hmm. if you can include your family yeah
1: and, and I would say if you're, if you're struggling with creativity, it could also be because you're being, um, it, you're entering into it with a bit of fear that an endeavor is going to fail, and creativity just, it just means you're going to fail. Um, you're just going to be trying some things. Uh, yeah. You're going to be trying it one year, and if it's a total flop, you say, well, we probably won't do that one next year,
2: yeah. and don't be, don't be afraid
1: that? to fail. Yeah. Yeah, especially
2: if
0: it's cheap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, just two resources, real quick. Uh, Rainer on leadership is a great podcast to listen to for some practical advice, uh, and then another one would be Idea Talks is another practical. Uh, they have one on outreach on there too, and it's it's excellent stuff. So there's some practical ways you can be uh, going com- doing some community outreach. Uh, Benny Hinn, uh, <laughs>
2: practical outreach method. You had to do that, didn't you? <laughs> You can reach as far as your jacket
0: will swing. <laughs> so get the largest jacket you can, pretty much. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for listening, if you've gotten this far. If you would like to submit an idea for an upcoming episode, we would love your input. So go to our website, com, and fill out the contact form. Or you can email us directly, talks at gmail.com. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on iTunes or SoundCloud, working on getting Google Play verified as well, and Stitcher. So uh, guys, I think that's it. Anything else? I just want to talk while the music's okay. going. Okay, that's it for <laughs> this episode. <laughs> so for Pastor Rossiter and Pastor Roy Seth, this is Corey Eastep saying goodbye, and God bless you in your church planning endeavors.